Hello, Annie Trenders. Welcome to the Girl Taku, hosted by the ladies of Anime Trending. If you're looking for a nice tea and deep dive analysis about otaku themes, you've come to the right place. We love our conversation and discussion, and we're back with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and I'm joined by... Hello, I am Isabel, and... This is Agnes. So, without further ado, the Girl Taku today will be about our character awards for the Anime Trending Awards. Uh, as a PSA for everyone listening, the voting is still open. We're actually open for almost a month, probably even a little more. We have a pretty long voting period. So if you guys feel like it's too late now and it's too late to submit your votes, uh, it is definitely not the case. And this is why we're continuing to cover uh, different topics or specifically awards that are Anime Trending Awards you could vote on. Because aside from just anime of the year which is undoubtedly the biggest award present uh we also have a character awards such as boy of the year girl of the year and couple and ships of the year and today we're going to talk about these categories and just see how far we go if we end up not getting to one i think it's fine you guys can see the full list of nominees on our anime trending uh website which is anytrends.com so yeah let's go ahead and get into it so uh, going in alphabetical order, uh, B goes first. So, Boy of the Year is uh, is first off, and here is our total list of nominees. We have Aijo Rentaro from The 100 Girlfriends, who really, 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 really love you. Uh, Belle from Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, Season 4, Part 2. Lloyd from Spy Family. Amane from The Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten. Gabimaru from Hell's Paradise. Gojo Satoru from Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, Rudius from Mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation, Aqua from Oshinoko, uh, Ichikawa from The Dangers in My Heart, Senku from Dr. Stone New World, Naofumi from The Rising of the Shield Hero, uh, Guel? Oh gosh, I, I actually don't know how to pronounce his name, you, you can tell. It's Guel. Guel? Yeah. Okay. Guel from Mobosu Gundam, The Witch from Mercury Season 2, uh, Sid Kagano or Shadow from The Eminence in Shadow, uh, Kudo from My Happy Marriage, Our Boys, Kazuki and, uh, Rei from Buddy Daddies, Izumi Miyamura from Horimiya, The Missing Pieces, and finally Torfing uh, from Vinland Saga Season 2. So, um, a pretty long, large roster of best boys. What do y'all think? <laughs> you have any of them in mind, Isabel? Uh, no, I'm not sure exactly right. who to choose, I feel I like. I was telling Gracie that earlier before we started. I was like, I don't know if I have someone that stands out from this list of boys. Buddy daddies? No, I mean like. I mean, I, I obviously that's a bias, right? <laughs> but that's where your vote would go towards, right? But my uh, issue with buddy daddies is I feel like they have to come in a pair. You can't just have one. Uh, you have to have vote the them as best couple. You can't split them apart as either best male character for the season or for the year. I guess. And, and I kid you not, on our charts, they like stuck together <laughs> like glue through the whole season. Mm. I think there was only and I. I noticing it during later into the season but then i went back and i checked and it was like i think there was only one or two weeks where the two of them were not like back to back stacked on top of each other but then aside from those two weeks it's like if ray was two kazuki was three if ray was three kazuki was four <laughs> it's just like the two of them were just stuck together the whole time in the charts and i was like yeah i, I don't think like having one of them win over the other just feels wrong <laughs> like they kind of have to come as a pair so <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. It's it's like, I don't know how to describe it because uh, I, I'm i going to be honest with you guys. I didn't really feel so strongly about any of the best boys from last year either. Like the the one time I was super sure of who best boy was was Shin from two years ago from 86. Um, that one, I was like, that's my best boy. Like, hands down, without question, that is my best boy. But I remember last year, I was kind of like, eh, like, I don't have, like, the strongest preference for any of them. And I, I kind of am the same way this year. Did you guys vote at all yet? Pretty sure Isabel voted already. Uh, I, I think anime of the year, I haven't voted for, like, the other aspects yet. Mm. Okay, okay. I definitely have not voted for anything. I still have yet to put in my anime of the year. But with Gracie persuading me to put Vinland Saga, I might as well do it anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, for Boy of the Year, well, I guess like maybe we can we can start off with some of them that we did like throughout their season, like if they if they developed really well or if they had like a really good character art, for example. I think we can discuss about those ones that we'd like, and then that can help steer us towards what we would pick as our Boy of the Year question mark. 
guess, yeah. Uh, do you have someone in mind, or do you want to start us off, Agnes? <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. Um, I have a handful of them now that I'm looking at them, and I can be like, you know, I, 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 I can see myself maybe voting for them, but I'm just like very lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first one... Well, obviously, I think a lot of people would vote for Gojo Satoru because it's Jujutsu Kaisen, and it's Gojo, right? That's that's a pretty big bias right there already that I think a lot of people would like. Um, but in particular, I think one that had a really good character arc, and that this makes sense because I don't think any of you guys would pick it, would be Guel from uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. As much as I didn't like the Witch of Mercury season 2 and the the mom who was the main villain villainess of the Witch for Mercury, Guel had a really interesting character development from start to finish that was very typical of a Gundam series and is remarkably a lot darker, I think, than what a normal male character arc would be like in the Shonen series, for example. Um, Guel endured through a lot alongside all the other main characters, so I think he does kind of deserve a spot or at least like a, um, a, a nomination, at least in this category. Yeah, I think it's interesting because uh, I know that Guel got some hate from... He did, the... yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so the reason why is like, Guel starts off as a really pompous kind of thing. Oh, okay. He comes from a very well-known... So in the in the realm of The Witch from Mercury, there are very big families or like notable families that run big companies, right? Mm-hmm. Very similar to what we have today. And each of those companies are responsible for creating like the um, the suits or like the mechanized suits. And so there's a big like political entrepreneurship, interp- uh, right? Guel belongs to the Jeturk family, which is also very well known. And Guel starts off as very pompous because he has a family name. He's unbeatable in terms of like matches while using the suits. And he looks down upon... Um, everybody else, including Miorine. And he was actually a jerk in season one because Guel was supposed to be engaged to Miorine because it's like a political marriage between the two parent companies. But uh, Suleta ends up stealing Miorine away from him. And so Guel has like this whole like hate-love relationship between the two girls because oh, one, he's supposed to marry Miorine. And two, uh-huh. he hates Suleta for taking like his quote-unquote prize away from him. But then Guel also has to go through like this whole self-discovery journey of that he actually respects Suleta a lot more than he lets on. Um, but... At the end of season one, uh, there's a big shift that happens from like, oh, we're doing cute school things, yay, to oh, this is the reality, in which season one, um, the school is being basically bombarded by terrorists, Mm. and everything basically comes raining down, all the political alliances basically go to everybody's very wary of each other, and it's now spacians or people that live and thrive in space and are kind of considered like nobility versus the earthians who are people who live on earth. Um, and these two are now like rivaling factions and within the school you have both Earthians and Spacians so not everyone's very wary of each other like who's a terrorist who's not a terrorist right Mm -hmm. and during this time Guel was actually expelled from school because his dad disowned him being like oh you didn't do your job maintaining our name so you're getting kicked out of the company he gets expelled he ends up working on the side uh, for a company basically doing like odd jobs And during the terrorist attack, he went out to heroically defend for um, his friends and then also the people that he was working with by shooting down the terrorist gun suits. And he ended up killing his own dad on accident Uh because his dad was also involved in the whole terrorist thing. It's a really big political mess in general in season one. I don't have the time to explain it on this podcast with how many anime boys you have to go through. But essentially because of that development, he's now like, oh my god, I killed my family and my blood and I'm really like distraught about it. He goes to the Earth, he basically takes refuge on Earth and he ends up joining a terrorist group who also kind of tells him like, well, you have to pick yourself off your feet. There's no black and white in the scenario. Even though you technically have to choose a side, you also have to come in terms with like your morality as well. So there's like a war theme that's very prevalent that is in other mobile suit Gundam series but that war theme is most present in Guel who has to experience it both in the air like in space and then also on the ground where people are dying and people are suffering from the Spacians control over the Earthians um and that whole arc between season one and season two really makes him stand out more as a character as I would say compared to Miroina and Suleta who by the way are very cute as a as a Yuri couple 
But in terms of like actual characterization, I think Guel has a better characterization and overall arc as compared to the two of them. Interesting. Yeah, and I can see why that's why Miurine and Suleta weren't really picked as Girl of the Year last year either. They were kind of like edging votes, if I recall. Mm -hmm. But most people weren't actually quite impressed with them, even though our anime community really likes Yuri couples. As you can see with our Girl Charts, Girl of the Year this year, we have both um, Euphelia and also, you know, uh, Anisphia mm -hmm. on our Girls list of the year. That's a Yuri couple right there. But Suleta Miurine really, never really took the spot, per se. And it, the only one that really does is Guel. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, my <laughs> one impression of Guel that I have is um, one of the Sakuga people who was following uh, Witch for Mercury pretty intensely was like, oh, you know, like, oh, Witch for Mercury is back. Let's see how Guel is doing. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's a constant. It's basically like constant depression because he has like this really high horse like attitude from season one. And then every next episode or so, Every single episode after that, it's like a new horror has been unfolded to him. So he becomes a very changed man at the very end. And I think at the end of season two, he takes over his dad's company, but he's a lot more tolerant and more amicable in like forming better relationships with people, forming better um, business partnerships, and striving to kind of like balance the um, the fairness scale between like both Spatians and Earthians. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I mean, you definitely thought about Guel for sure. It sounds like that's kind of going to be your pick then, if you had a pick. Uh. It may be. I mean, there's also, like, a Kyoka Kudo from My Happy Marriage. You liked him? <laughs> uh, I kind of, I mean, I don't think he's my ideal man. Mm -hmm. I know for a lot of other shoujo girls, the, he is their ideal man, but I think he he made a, some sort of presence in the first part of My Happy Marriage, but the second part of My Happy Marriage made me kind of doubt, so I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> what do you guys think? I know Gracie watched uh, My Happy Marriage, but I don't know about Isabel. Did you watch My Happy Marriage? Oh yeah, I did watch My Happy Marriage. Okay, what are your thoughts about Kudo? I do like Kudo a lot, just because okay. I feel like uh, the care that he shows for Mio that other people don't, um, and then especially him kind of like saving her from her own family type of you know, like we discussed, a Cinderella-type situation, I think, uh, made me more interested in him. And then, yeah, just, like, the little things that he does for her, and even though, and then the fact that he, you know, he's also, like, uh, like one of the strongest people um, mm. in the show, and so I thought that was pretty impressive. Especially, I think the one moment was definitely when, you know, she was, like, uh, what, she was, like, kid not kidnapped, I guess, or, like, they were taken away, and then, um, I mean, she was taken away in both in both parts of this season. That's Which true. part of the season? By the sister or by the glasses guy? I think it was the sister, right? The oh, yeah. sister the one sister was more like one. Okay. glasses guy. He pissed me off so badly. Okay, sorry. Continue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the beginning part of my happy, happy, yeah. happy marriage. Okay, I think the beginning part made me like Kudo a lot enough for me to like consider him as like my okay. choice for boy of the year. Mm -hmm. Okay, that that was me too as well. It was like Kudo had a really big impact at the beginning of my happy marriage, but the second part was like he started speaking for Mio instead of I like, think that was the whole point right like that was the issue is that he was speaking at least from the way the direction of the episode was it definitely the fact that they purposefully lingered on her while these two guys are basically arguing over her autonomy and not even giving her a chance to say anything even though she would like open her mouth and try like I definitely felt like that was the purpose of that mm. camera work uh, or not I literal see. camera work but you know what I mean <laughs> yeah 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 uh, what about you Gracie would you consider Kudo as someone you'd pick I think I don't remember is the problem because I'm like did I just vote for the two daddies or did I <laughs> did I vote for Kudo and someone else? Wait, um, but if if you were oh, because you were able to pick more than one, that's right. Yeah, you, you can you pick, pick two. Uh... So I forgot if I just went ahead and bit the bullet. I was like, you know what? I'm committing. I'm committing to the clown bit. <laughs> so, or if I um, or if I actually um, or if I actually voted for Kudo and like another person, but uh, I definitely wouldn't mind voting for Kudo. I to be fair though, Kudo kind of fits like the type of guys or personalities that I like anyway the ones who are like quiet and they keep to themselves and they come off as super cold but in reality they're actually really warm and loving and so um so that's why I think just as a whole it's a little unfair because I just find him to be very charming 
for that reason. So, but I, I also live with someone with a similar personality. So, um, so that definitely doesn't, uh, that doesn't, that doesn't help the bias at all. So, um, I definitely think that, uh, people did get frustrated with him closer to the end, but seeing the whole story already where, like, it's actually supposed to be reversed, where it's, like, in the first half, he saves her, but in the second half, she very much saves him, which, by the way, um, I know this is off topic, but it was pretty cool seeing how powerful she is. Like, that really caught me off guard in, like, the final few episodes when she showed off her supernatural powers in, like, the dream world. Do you guys remember that? I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, like, I was really surprised by how powerful she is. That was really, really so um but i do think it was like the author was trying to purposefully set it up where it's like oh first he saves her and now it's her turn to save him sort of situation so i get where they're going with it but um i'm i don't blame people if they kind of didn't feel as much about him in the later half of the series versus the first half but i still like him a lot regardless Mm -hmm. i see i see okay and i guess my other pick would be thorfinn from Vinland Saga just because he has such a stellar performance in season two so right yeah his character arc is pretty insane <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah it's, it's a little I feel like a little redundant to talk about Thorfinn because it's like yeah. Vinland Saga season two all over again so <laughs> um yeah, and then all of the other guys are pretty unremarkable or like they don't feel like they have super big standout moments question mark I, so my thing is, you know how you mentioned Gojol and you were like, you feel like it would be easy to see why he would win, but I think ironically, he's a little harder to win this year versus the first season. And the reason why is he's no longer the overpowered, like he is still very overpowered, but he's not the, he's not the, the charming person that you know, but he's more flawed now Yes, because this shows his backstory. Yes. And here, the irony of course is that. I like him more now because of the flaws and because of the struggles that he goes through and stuff. But definitely seeing, uh, I I think there's a disconnect here because I think all three of us are kind of in agreement that having a man having flaws in a character makes him more interesting, you know, and we automatically like it a little more. I feel like a lot of guys from, I think this is, this is the era essentially in the story where Gojo becomes truly like a ladies man in regards to fandom like it's just women pouring love for him and the men start shifting away from him and they start standing Sukuna instead more oh I see I understand now okay 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 it's no longer the, the the power fantasy trip, but the, oh man, this man has feelings. Yeah. He's vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can fix him. I oh, God. <laughs> no, none of us can fix him. The person who can fix him is dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, even then, the person who can fix him could never fix him in the first place. Yeah, because so. the person who could fix him broke first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a whole bit. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, so yeah, that I, that's why I'm like, I'm not sure if Gojo can win simply because of the fact I feel like this is the t- the moment where it was like, that's when Sukuna was a lot of the men's favorites, and that's when all the women were flocking to him in particular, because it's like, oh, he's showing vulnerability, he's hot, he's powerful, he's like, you know, all these stuff, and he has vulnerability, you know, like, that's, like, it's it's a perfect man for women to enjoy, and then for men, it's just like, oh, he has vulnerability, <laughs> Men, men are the one thing that men are afraid of is feelings. <laughs> I don't blame them though. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what I feel like about Gojol in regards to this. Um, on this list, I actually do. Um, I kind of want to spotlight some other, like the other ones that I feel like you guys might be a little surprised to hear me say, but I actually really like Red Taro <laughs> from the One Hundred. Well, I mean, we I think we discussed recently how you actually really like the Hundred Girlfriends who really, 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 really love you. Yeah, so. exactly. Red Taro, he gives off like the most basic, you know, horror protagonist basic vibes yeah yeah but then you start watching him and you're like he's really really sweet <laughs> and so like it's just, it's like one of those hard anime where you're like okay i, I kind of get why all the girls <laughs> like him because he's is rentaro an uwu man he is oh my gosh oh my god I've, he's oh an uwu man <laughs> that's exactly it he's an uwu man 
So, um, he like does whatever he can to like make the girls as comfortable as possible. And like, it's weird how much I really believe in the harm. I'm like, yeah, it works. I actually see how this works. So, um, so yeah, he's uh, he's a sweet guy, and if, if he wins, it would honestly just be very very funny as well. So, <laughs> um, so I just uh, so I yeah, I'm not. I, a lot of people were angry that he got nominated, but I do think a lot of people who are angry didn't really give the anime a chance. And if they actually watch the anime, they're gonna realize that he's actually a really great guy. So uh, I have nothing against him being here. Mm, yeah, I feel like he's a good like best boy type of character mm-hmm. and like when i compare him to the character in girlfriend girlfriend i would choose rentaro 100 times over that other guy interesting he does not make me believe in his harem but uh-huh. i in rentaro's harem i'm just like okay i can see why the girls like this guy type of thing so and he's not he's not too bad as he definitely does not come off as like the self-insert type of character yeah no that's what's interesting he, he mm-hmm. actually has a personality like he mm-hmm, feels mm-hmm. like his own person so <laughs> okay but yes that's one you had another one that you said that we might be surprised on or yeah more? actually uh sid or shadow from eminence of oh shadow. <laughs> well that that's not surprising to me since you like eminence of shadow i so. i think sid is what makes eminence and shadow works if without him the anime falls apart 100 like percent. Right. he's the only thing that keeps it going he keeps it going very very well um you think he, uh, I, you know what i'm starting to see a trend here once again you think sid is the self-insert power fantasy guy except he's not he's an idiot is what it is but not in like the isekai idiot way that we're so used to seeing where he's like unaware all these girls like him and unaware he's super powerful it's like no he is he's very powerful he really much knows it it's just he's so committed to the bit that he wants to play as the secret shadow like taskmaster who manipulates everything that he will ignore everything else in order to do it and he commits oh my gosh I know why. He reminds me of a theater kid. That's what Sid is. Sid a what? Is a theater kid. A theater kid. <laughs> at, at, the, at the core of who he is as a person, he is a theater kid. So he commits to the bit and he goes all out for it. And I, for one, cannot help but just respect him for it. So <laughs> I will respect someone who goes the full way. And Sid goes the full way. Um, yeah. And the Eminence in Shadow is nothing without him. And I think like everything of the story working hinges on this main character which is a really risky move to make especially because the rest of the cast like I really don't care about them it's just him that I care about so uh, but the author who decided to do this clearly had confidence in their own ability to write a main character that would support everything going on in the story and they succeeded so just writing wise alone very impressed so i would also be happy to give it to sid as well uh yeah uh, i guess isabel um any like are there any on this list that you'd um you know you'd think about as to you understand why they win best best boy and everything Uh. Yeah, for me, let's see. I thought about Lloyd, and I don't think I would pick him just wow. because I feel like, yeah, he didn't really have any episodes in season two that specifically I agree. stood this, out. This is not his story this time. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's your story this time around. That's that's the girl of the year over there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, Aqua from Oshinoko, I feel like kind of like the same way as Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe he'll have an arc later in like season two or something. But I think the girls in Ocean Oko is what I would vote for instead. Yeah. And, but one of my picks would go to actually, I really liked Gabimaru from Hell's Paradise. Oh, Gabimaru is great. Yeah, yeah. The manga Gabimaru is great. I don't know if you like anime Gabimaru. Did they do Gabi- any I, justice? I like, I like Hell's Paradise anime if the animation didn't suck. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, yeah, if the animation is, I think the story is actually really solid. Oh, it's really good. I could you, see that. You guys have no idea to see what happens later in Hell's Paradise. It's really good. Okay. Yeah. No wonder. Because, like, like, his character, like, he's, like, known as this, like, ninja who's, you know, ruthless and, like, a cold killer type of thing. But I thought it was kind of cute when he's, when he, like, when we see him kind of, like, open up to Saki and, like, the other characters or something. Like, all of a sudden he's, like, having a soft spot. Of course, his whole, like, thing is, like, oh, I want to go back home to my wife type of thing. And we're, like, okay, why? Um, 
but we kind of like see little bits of it and i really like the part where like he's like a small type of character too and so like a lot of the bigger guys are like actually like kind of like a real um i guess obstacle for him so it's always interesting to see like how he um uh, i guess like makes up uh, like his own tactics or comes up with something to finally like defeat his opponent even though i, I totally i was like uh, there's a couple episodes where i thought yeah he he needs to like he probably should have died here or something or he should have been severely injured but he's just so strong and surprisingly strong and so uh that's kind of like one of the reasons why i would pick him and also like i think towards the end of the season like the when they were all on the island and learning about tao he was able to pick it up pretty fast um and so i thought that was like his own specialty like being able to pick up things pretty quick and then also just like having like situational awareness around him but but yeah i don't know the animation kind of like probably ruined it for the show in general so i don't know if people would pick gagimaru but one of my votes would probably go to him i liked him it's just i fell in love with the blind silver hand silver haired man more so. <laughs> of course you did of course <laughs> <laughs> like the second he started making puns about his blindness i was like so you are the man for me <laughs> and so <laughs> um so that kind of just overshadowed Gabumaru because I'm a shallow woman. <laughs> so... Yeah, you definitely are. <laughs> uh yeah. I like how Agnes doesn't even deny. She's like, yes, Gracie is shallow. <laughs> so... She told me this, like, it was I think we were watching the first couple episodes of Hell's Paradise last year when we were over at your place. You and Gina were catching up on it because at the time that we were there, it was showing the episode where like they just got to the island, and there's like a bunch of centipedes, and like Gina just bolt your roommate just bolted right, out of the right, room, yeah. but she like did not want to see any of it, and I was like, okay, you know, respect. And then at some point, you kind of like dropped the ball. She's like, "There's another character that I saw in the opening that I really want to see, but he hasn't shown up yet," and I'm like. Is it the silver hair blind man? He's like, yes, how did you know? I'm like, because you have a preference, Gracie. It's very, like, apparent. <laughs> uh, yes, I am shameless, Sumi. <laughs> uh, man, but I I do think Gabimaru is a good protagonist in its own right. Like, I, I wouldn't complain. Honestly, looking at this list, like, the characters I would complain about if they won would probably be Amane because he's a cardboard box <laughs> from the angel next door spoils me rotten and um maybe uh, the thing is I think now Fumi is pretty overrated so like I'm not watching it anymore so probably I like I wouldn't be pleased if he won best boy and then Rudius because I, I just thought I just thought his anime this time was just so so boring so I like I I was so disappointed by the series that I'm like I him winning would just be upsetting but I think aside from those three if any of the other one wins I I have nothing against it really so mm-hmm. um okay so let's go ahead and move on to Girl of the Year in that case. So uh, our Girl of the Year nominees is uh, Arima Kana from Oshinoko, uh, Yuffie from Euphelia from the Magical Revolution of the Reincarnated Princess and the Genius Young Lady, which I'm going to uh, uh, abbreviate to Maji Revel, um, Anya from Spy Family, Yor from Spy Family, Misuzu from Tomochan's a Girl, Ruby from Oshinoko, uh, Chizuru from Rent-A-Girlfriend, Karane from The 100 Girlfriends, Mitsumi from Skip and Loafer, Nagisa from Kubo Won't let me be invisible. Akane from Oshinoko. Raliana from Why Raliana Ended Up at the Duke's Mansion. Shizuka from Zom 100 Bucket List of the Dead. Raftalia from The Rising of the Shield Hero. Mio from My Happy Marriage. Mahiru from The Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten. Sylvie, uh, Sylvie from Mushoku Tensei Droplets Reincarnation. Uh, Anis, Anisvia or Anis um, from Maji Revel. And Yamada Anna from The Dangers in My Heart. All right, so I know, Isabel, that you've already mentioned, you know, you really like the girls from Oceanoko. Would you have voted for them from this full lineup or would you have voted for other people? Yeah, I would vote for like one of them maybe and like try to choose someone else because they're all three of them are here and I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> who do I choose? Uh, I, I guess out of the Oceanoko girls, it has to be between Kane, Kana or Akane, I feel like, for the okay. season. But then I saw, I saw that, is, is this true? Kana is also in our supporting girl of the year nominees. Uh, I think so, yes. 
So by process of elimination, I would choose Akane. Well, I'm sorry, Akane and Kana are both in supporting girl of the year. No, you're kidding. Wait, I missed that. Is she on there? Oh. Okay. Oh gosh. What are, know, Ruby, what are you gonna Ruby do? What are you gonna do? Ruby is like, <laughs> you're you're making me crack up so much that I'm still like coughing more, oh. Isabel. Because oh, no. <laughs> you're like so distraught. You're like, oh no, they're both, they're all they're all there. Yeah. Uh, and I also like Spy Family. I also I both I like Anya and Yor together too. And B Suzu. I, yeah, I can't like these top girls. And then there's also Mitsumi from Skip and Loafer. So I can't choose two. Uh. <laughs> um, well, I surprisingly knew which girl I would love to win Girl of the Year, but I never get what I want. So here's a fun fact for the listeners, and Agnes and Isabel know, I, the girl I don't want to win always wins <laughs> Girl Rock Talia. of the Year. Cough, cough, cough. Rock Talia. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's become such a running gag at this point that literally when the results come out, they're always like, good morning to everyone but Gracie. And I'm like, no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, <clears throat> I don't think she has a chance. I'm not going to lie. But my ultimate girl of the year, if I had to pick one out of all of them, is actually Shizuka from Zom 100. Oh, oh I, was, okay. I was torn between either like Shizuka or Mio. Yeah. Or get- was that was was your picks too? Uh, I think did I? I think I might have picked me. No, I might have actually picked me to me for my second option. Oh, me to me is a good one too. Yeah, yeah. I really like me to me. Um, but Shizuka is my ultimate pick. I really liked her character development. It's like, uh, you know, like she starts off really hardcore and like logical and stuff like that. And I think it's easy to demonize girls who are like that in anime. And, um, and it's like, and for me in particular, when she came out like that, I'm like, I do not want them to demonize her for this because they are literally in a life and death world situation. I think the fact that she is so logical is absolutely not inaccurate or wrong in any shape or form. It's just, she goes a little too extreme for that. But I especially like Shizuka because of the way she developed is very, it's very nuanced. It's not so like a 180 flip, which I'm so used to seeing where it's like, oh, now she's super relaxed and friendly and all that stuff. It's like, no, she, she's still very quiet and she keeps a lot of things to herself. Uh, but then there's like that slight gremlin part of her that starts coming out just a little like when she was strategizing how to kill the zombies and she was pretending to be combing. And so like now like the silly part of her is slowly starting to leak out, but it's not just like a full blown clown force. It's just it's to the level of what you would expect someone like Shizuka to be. So I really like that, and I like that sort of nuance. So Shizuka was, like, my ultimate pick for best girl. That's a solid choice. Very solid choice. Well, I guess, like, uh, so, uh, you know, Agnes, you watched all of Zom 100, so uh, it sounds like you wouldn't have picked her, so who would you have picked? No, 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 I would have picked Shizuka too. It's it's a tie. It's a weird crossover or tie between like Yor because Yor has a really good story. Ah, yeah. Um, Shizuka and Mio. Originally, when I had like glanced through the list really quickly, I was like, "Oh, the cute two ladies from Maji Revel are here," and I was like, "I could just pick one of them and be done with it." And I was, I was like, "Oh no, there's 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 other three contenders. That I think I like more than them." So. Um, I think it has to be, Yor has to be definitely one of them because I think she finally has like a season of her own and deserves it. Ah, yeah. Mm. Um, so then it becomes more of a tie between like, do I want to pick Mio or do I want to pick Shizuka? And I think I might have to pick Shizuka over Mio just because Mio's impact from the first season is so great. But the second half of her season was just really dulled by the story's events. Unfortunately, even though she has a really great standout, like, powers events where she reveals what the extent of her powers can do, and yeah. it's a very, like, big glow-up moment. <laughs> yeah, it was. But it feels like, it feels like it's still, the first arc still overshadows the second arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because it's not so much of, like, oh, you got a great power-up, wow, you're so glamorous, everything's daijoubu, it's more of, like, the mental fortitude of Mio that I think is very important, that, uh, that really shown in the first season, but I don't think really carries on throughout the rest during the second half of the season mm-hmm. um though that being said is- isabel i do love the oshinoko girls i think if i had to pick between the two i probably would pick kana of my pick <laughs> kana okay yeah 
I think yeah. her, her, I, but I, I think I might relate to Kana a little more with the fact that she like works really hard, but she feels like she's not talented in that sense. And so all she has is hard work. Like I kind of really relate to that. So mm, yeah, that makes sense as well. I think we see less for Okane or she goes through a different type of struggle compared to Kana. Yeah. Yeah. I always want to say, like, Kana would work as Girl of the Year, and Akane, I'm okay with supporting Girl of the Year. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would pretty much agree with that as well. Uh, you mentioned Misuzu, though. So you like Misuzu, Isabel? Misuzu, yes, I do like her. And Tomo-chan as a girl. I'm surprised Tomo-chan is not here, but that kind of makes sense. I feel like Misuzu was a really great, like, supporting friend to Tomo. But then if I had to choose her, because uh, she's in the supporting girl too, so oh no. Oh no! <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so sad. Oh, yeah, man. she's there. But then I would choose Carol over her because I think Carol's so funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, actually, yeah, I would remove Misu. I, I really like her though, like, because she gives me the same types of vibes as a, oh my god, the other girl who was similar in Fruits Basket, who's like the Hana? See. Are you thinking about Hana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just like Hana, basically. I love Hana. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I liked her as well. But yeah, I think my choice would be between your and Akane for this one. I think that's what I'll have to decide on that and try to not change my change my votes. I guess. I, I guess do. really. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Go, go, on, go, on, go on. No, no, no. Go on, Isabel. Oh, I was just gonna talk about like the other girls. I didn't watch. Rayliana. I did read the man manhua for it. I I was just not feeling it for the characters, at least when I read the story. Mm-hmm. Like I thought she was cool at first, um, but then like when it came to like the romance or something like that, like I didn't I didn't know what was going on. I I just thought like they wanted to one up each other, and so I don't know. I feel like the story kind of ruined it for me, and I didn't ended up like not liking the characters at all. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, funnily enough, I was just about to talk about her. So um, oh, okay. I think Rayana, I'm, I, I would be surprised if she wins. I don't think she's going to, honestly. But I think her getting nominated is okay. Um, first of all, the anime production side was awful. Don't, don't bother. <laughs> don't bother watching it. There is like a particular <laughs> screenshot I just had to take your show, everyone. Their production was so bad, whether it's the schedule or the people or it's just probably honestly a combination of all variables. They basically didn't bother even shading in the maze and they just used this really funky shadow <laughs> to try to avoid it. Yeah. That's how bad it is. <laughs> so, um, Raliana, I do like the fact that she feels like a protagonist and the fact that she takes control of her own actions. So that that I do really like about her. But I think um, but I think her winning is, is going to be a, a, a long bet. Also, now that Seventh Time Loop is airing and I'm watching Seventh Time Loop, I'm like, Rishé is kind of similar to Raliana, but like 10 times better. <laughs> I told Gracie earlier, I'm like, Risha is basically like the Isekai Barbie, and she was like so happy that I made that reference. Yes, that that made my day actually. (laughs) Because it was like the whole thing where like Barbie has like multiple jobs and Barbie can do anything, Risha can do everything. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, I love Risha. Risha is like 10 times better than Raliana, and also I feel for the romance a lot more. They both even have like this ball dance, but one of them was not even. Like it was barely animated, while the other ones they literally <laughs> use rotoscope to show to properly animate the movement of the feet and the hands and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm sorry, when you put those two side by side, one of them just looks sad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's just like it's hard for her to come up after that. So yeah, but I don't I don't think she's going to win, honestly. Yeah, if Mitsumi wins, I that'd be a happy surprise. I also think she has a long shot, but I like Mitsumi. I mean, but it sounds like we all like her, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just spunky, and I don't know. I don't actually. It's hard to explain why I like her. I think she's just really different. Like she gives off a different vibe compared to a lot of the other girls. Um, but okay, I think it's a it's a lot better than like an ooh woo. Let's get along together, but very like a wholesome. Like let's actually get along. Yes, together, I agree. Right? I agree. And yeah. I think that 
in anime, there's so much ooh-woo-ness and like a, a very flat personality that's given to girls versus something that's more wholesome. Like even Rentaro, because we think like, oh, Rentaro is such a, like a flat male protagonist. He's like very wholesome, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that makes him like the actual like ooh-woo three-dimensional boy than a ooh-woo flat boy in a harem, right? And right. And I think in that same way. Not to the extent that she's in a harem, but like she's very wholesome. She brings all the people together. She's like, let's make a difference in this world kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. Right. All right. I'm going to put out there the girls I do not want to win Girl of the Year. <laughs> I, I'm okay. voters. If you Let's fail me, if you fail me, Gracie's going to be upset for like the fourth or fifth year in a row. So, <laughs> um, all right. So the ones I do not want to win is Chizuru from Rent a Girlfriend, um, Rafatalia for obvious reasons, Mahiru from The Angel Next Door Spoils Be Rotten for obvious reasons, and Ana Yamada for uh, The Dangers in My Heart for obvious reasons. Any questions? <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't put Fitz up there too because of your general dislike of Mushoku Tensei, but I think it's just because the season is just so boring that Fitz doesn't really make an impression on you. Actually, I do like Sylphie. I th- oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's like, it's weird. Jobless reincarnation, it's like the main character is scum and not in an enjoyable way, in an actual, like, horrendous way. But his female characters are all very nuanced and interesting. Like, both, uh, both Agnes, uh, not Agnes, sorry, both Isabel and I loved Ares when the first season. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, Sylphie, I still really like. I think there's a lot of nuance to her. So, I, I'm actually not against her winning at all. It's the main character. It's, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it, it just hit me. It's like, it's kind of like an inverse Eminence and Shadow, where in Eminence and Shadow, it's like the main character is holding everything together, and then the all the other side characters, which is a lot of ladies, you're just kind of like, eh, you know, you don't really care about them. But then in Jobless Reincarnation, it's flipped. Like, I actually really like all the ladies in Jobless Reincarnation, and it's the main character who I hate, so. <laughs> Very interesting. Okay, okay. Yeah. But okay, moving on. Now that I put it out there, probably one of them is gonna win. I'm just gonna cry <laughs> on the morning. So. <laughs> um, couple ship of the year. We have Amine and Mahiru from The Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten, Shal and Anne from Sugar Apple Fairy Tale, uh, Yuffie and Anis from Maji Revel, Ganta Isaki from Insomniacs After School, Himuro Fuyutsuki from The Ice Guy and His Cool Female Colleague, Izumi Kyoko from Horimiya, so literally Horimiya, um, Tomo and June from Tomo-chan is a Girl, Kaiden Ai from The Girl I Like Forgot Her Glasses, uh, Mio and Kudo from My Happy Marriage, Anna and Kyotaro from The Dangers in My Heart, Lloyd and Yor from Spy Family, Noah and Raliana from Why Raliana Ended Up at the Duke's Mansion, and then we have three ships from um, the Rentaro uh, family here. We have Rentaro and Hakari. <laughs> Rentaro and Hakari, Rentaro and Karane, and Rentaro and Shizuka. My personal request is if any of them win, our couple's art has to be all the girls are on the stage. (laughs) um, And then Rudius and Sylvie from Mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation, and Mitsumi and Shima from Skip and Loafer. Let the couple wars begin? Question mark? (laughs) I guess I'll go first. Um... There's a lot of them that I'm kind of like side eyeing that I wouldn't want to pick. Like for example, uh, Lloyd and Yor, just because this is yours. This is yours era, not Lloyd. So that doesn't really count for the couple. I don't think so much. Um, and I think, oh yeah, and the girl I for, like forgot her glasses just because by principle this animation was horrible. And then the angel next door because the two of them are flat off. So those ones I'm definitely not rooting for. Um, I but I think I might go for. Yuffie and Anisphere mm-hmm. as one of them. Yeah. <clears throat> Just because they have really good chemistry in general. The they story do. world building is very iffy in Magi Revo. You and I and Jack talked about this at length very much, mm-hmm. so about how the world building kind of sucks. But their character the characterizations and their dynamics together are really well done and they have really good dialogue scenes too that I still remember. So I might pick those two. And then the other pairing I think I would pick was from My Happy Marriage with Mio and Kudo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, what were your picks, Gracie? Um, I definitely pick Neil and Kudo from My Happy Marriage. I okay. don't remember what I picked for the second one. I actually might have picked June and Tomo because I felt okay, like that's fair. I felt like Tomo Chan as a girl really turned it around at the end of the series in a way that was really pleasant and I really rooted for them. I'm like I, I see how they work as a couple. I think they're really cute and in sync with each other. So um mm-hmm. so yeah so those are the two i consider yuffie and anis but i think there was like one part of the story where their like relationship troubles kind of annoyed me <laughs> so, oh yes 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 um so that's probably why i ended up picking june and tomo like because even like for both uh for both kudo mio and june and tomo i felt like their relationship was so central to who they are as characters and like making the story charming that i um i just felt like they won over everything else so that being said though i will say ganta and isaki is also a really great couple i didn't vote for mm. them but i i've seen insomniacs after school and they're very well written um they're very supportive of each other and uh, I think the best part of the series was how they both have insomnia, but their anxiety for insomnia is just so, so different, you know, uh, with um, with Ganta not sleeping because he's scared of what would happen the next day. So he tries as hard as he can to, like, keep the uh, to keep the day from like to keep the day from fading versus um versus Isaki, her anxiety is actually more about the next day because of her health issues in the past. And so um, so the fact that they have very different anxiety that led him, them to the same spot of being insomniacs, um, I, I thought it was a very good way to connect them on an emotional level. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember reading the manga for Insomniacs after school, and it's, it's a very well-thought-out story. It's a very well-nuanced story about dealing with anxiety. Yeah. Um, but done in such a way that it's not like overbearing or it's not gloomy or depressing, but really like hit home. Like it's a combination of like anxiety and also like the coming of age of high school students. Right. And I think that is something that many of us can very much relate to. Yeah. Um, well, I'm willing to guess Isabel was a huge fan of Shaw and Anne, if I'm not uh, incorrect. <laughs> oh, how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> did you vote for those two? <laughs> I haven't voted yet, but maybe I will. <laughs> okay, let's let's persuade her vote away from Sugar Apple. Why from that series running anything? From... I like. I Sugar forget Apple that Isabel too. loves this series for Gracie, and I like hate it because we're just like the vibes aren't right. But Isabel's like, get get out, sparkles. <laughs> I'm sorry, Isabel. <laughs> it's okay. It's two v one. I'm sorry. I know it is two v one. It's a bit unfair. <laughs> It is a little unfair. <laughs> um, okay, I know you like it. I've seen clips of them past the slavery, and um, and they are really, really cute. I think it's just, as you know, there is a singular element of that anime that that Agnes and I have a hard time getting over. I know, so. I know. <laughs> oh gosh. That being said, even though my vote will probably go to them, it's probably not going to win. So, oh well. It'll just oh. remain as is. Well, I guess we get two votes, though. So where would your second one go to? Second one, I think I definitely like My Happy Marriage. So that'll probably be like my vote that I hope that they win hey. type of vote. And I like them. consensus here. Yes. I think oh. it's interesting how even though we all loved Skip and Loafer and we love Mitsumi, none of us picked uh, Mitsumi and Shima though. <laughs> yeah, I think I didn't. I wouldn't vote for them just because I feel like their relationship hasn't started. I like, agree. they're not a couple. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Because like the whole time it was like more, especially in the first half of the season, it's very much like Mitsumi trying to like blend, not blend into school, but like fit in better because she's like a whole like countryside bumpkin and like trying to understand what Shima's deal is for being so quiet about his afterlife that their relationship doesn't really like take off as much I really like these two together um like I'm yeah I I'm I really like these two get together I but I'm in the same boat as you Isabel and you Agnes is that I felt like I feel like it hasn't quite started yet. Even those really sweet moments, like when uh, Mitsumi actually started to feel like stressful and show it, you know, because she's very good at being optimistic and 
seeing the best of both worlds sort of situation. But uh, there was one of the episodes where the stress got to her. And he, like, and even though he doesn't like singing and he doesn't like performing in front of people because of his very complicated and obviously very traumatizing past as a child actor, um, Shima, like, danced with her and, like, sang to her. And that scene really, like, I really loved it. But I just feel like they're not quite there yet. Like, if, if we ever get later seasons, I think my vote will start going to them. But for this particular one, I'm in the same boat as you guys. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's go ahead and move on. We kind of talked about Supporting Girl of the Year already, so I'm going to go ahead and just talk about Supporting Boy because I feel like we didn't really talk about Supporting Boy. So um, the, so the Supporting Boy of the Year are Itsuki from The Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten, Gin from Dr. Stone New World, Damien from Spy Family Season 2, Foe from The Rising of the Shield Hero Season 3, uh, Frankie uh, from Spy Family, uh, Suguru Ghetto Did you vote for him? What's with that side? Did you vote for him? Ishikawa from Horimiya, Missy Pieces. She doesn't want to answer. Well, again, Kyotaro, please hold all questions until the very end. Okay, okay. Kyotaro from Buddy Daddies, Nagi from Blue Lock, Nanami. Not me for okay. <laughs> 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 so obvious. <laughs> Kenichiro from Psalm 100, Saijima from the Ice Guy is cool female colleague, and uh, Tokito Muichiro from Demon Slayer. Thoughts, comments, tears. <laughs> so we, so we obviously know that your picks were Suguru and Nanami. So <laughs> I think I picked only one of them. I think I picked. Oh really? Yeah. I think I ultimately picked Nanami because I was like, get all you. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's true. Because we did already know that Suguru was supposed to die anyway since season one. Yeah, because um, he's like the antagonist, but it's like reincarnated sort of thing. Well, um, but no, anatomy, not reincarnated. Something way, way worse. Way, well, way, 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 way Something worse. like that. Yeah, I, I, I remember that. Um, but anatomy having like that whole beach sequence in Malaysia, uh, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, that that hit the spot right there. Oh, anatomy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, since Guel is on here as supporting boy, I've moved my boy of the year to now Kazuki and Ray. Uh, oh, really? Gonna You're gonna yeah, but now Guel will get my vote for <laughs> supporting boy. The moment, I, I, like, the moment we switched to this topic and I flipped the next page, I was like, oh no, gotta back check my votes. Uh, um, and then in this case, oh, do I want to give it to Nanami or Suguru, even though I didn't watch it? I just know what's. I'm just spoiled. I know what happens. I might give it to Nanami as well. <laughs> Not, oh my gosh, you know what that means? If he wins, he's gonna have a halo! <laughs> a halo? A halo? That'll Remember be fun. Remember when we do our art and- Oh, that's right, because Erwin Smith had that too, he right? He also had the halo, yes. <laughs> nice. Wow, damn, two blondies that died, that's rough. I remember that year in particular because Erwin Smith had the halo and all the comments section were like, he came down from heaven just to accept his award! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Isabel, who would you pick? Uh, yeah, I would definitely, I guess, also pick Nanami. Hey, Nanami gang. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, my bias is in Jujutsu Kaisen was Nanami. I was devastated when I saw that episode. Yeah, I was so sad as well. And then, because I like Blue Lock, okay. Nagi would be my other uh, pick. Ah, that's right, I was you gonna do say. Blue Lock. I think Kenichiro from ZOM 100 was like a maybe if I didn't have someone else that I liked on this list just because he's just funny and he's from ZOM 100, so... He's a sweet guy. He's a good guy. He, yeah, he's he, a sweet guy. He's got game. <laughs> I'm not just certain. <laughs> he, he's got game to be like naked and do naked jokes and dive into a, a literal pile of shit at the very end. Um, but he's he's generally very sweet, especially to like uh, young children and to girls too. Yeah. But he doesn't come off as, like, Chad who, like, asserts himself, right? Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. I mean, he is a Chad, but in, like, an accidental way, you know, so. He, he's a Sigma Chad. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes, I see what you're saying. Because Alpha Chad is, like, it's, like, derogatory because it's, like, oh, I'm a Chad, but, like, I know more than you, da-da-da-da-da, mansplaining. Sigma Chad is just, like, he's a Chad, he's built, but he's also nice to women. Yeah, you so. know what? I did appreciate in the last few episodes when he got angry at that guy and was, like, um, why is your wife doing all that work, idiot? Yeah! <laughs> I was like, let's go. Okay, Kenichiro, we got you. 
No, sorry, Katie Chiro, we don't got you. I had to give it to Nanami. That's my bad. Nanami. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I okay. I have I have a confession to make, guys. Um, oh dear, what's this confession? Uh-oh. So I accidentally spoiled Nanami's death to Shauna when she was watching JJK. <laughs> oh no, Gracie. <laughs> You have committed the world's greatest sin by it was spoiling to Shauna. Completely accidental. I I I was on accident. It just slipped out of my mouth. And she goes, What? And I was like, Oh <laughs> um and then so now that she knew it was coming, we watched the episode where he dies together and she was sobbing through the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> if I have to be honest with you, Gracie, I think Shauna would have sobbed through it even if you didn't spoil it for her. Well, I I, I agree, but I think it was worse because she knew this was it. <laughs> so. Oh, I would think the opposite. Like if she did know it was coming, and she wouldn't be surprised. I think it depends on like the situations and the writings. Like there's definitely some where it's like if you knew beforehand, you wouldn't have cried because part of the crying was the shock. But I think. Some of the other situations, it's like part of the crying is the dread. And so um, it it's like, oh, I have a perfect example. It's like Makia. Um, Makia, like I didn't cry as much the first time I watched, but I sobbed the second time. Ah, uh, I see, I see. Yeah. So it's like because in that moment, it's like you're just waiting to see what happens. But now you know what happens. And so it's just just the dread inside you. So with I think I th- I do think she would have cried no matter what. But I don't think she would have cried as much because it's also like a shock to her that this is happening versus now when she watched it, it was like dreading it because she knew it was going to happen. So, yeah, um, I I made an oopsie, guys. A <laughs> very bad oopsie. So... <laughs> Very bad oopsies. Bad Gracie. I know. I apologize. Gracie, house! <laughs> Did you watch Metallic Rouge? I do. <laughs> oh my god. That part caught me off guard so much. I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> that was a good part of Metallic Rouge. Sorry, I had to use that. Uh, should I bark and wolf to you? <laughs> no, that's... The, that's- Gracie, that is the worst thing you could do to me. Please do not do that. That is so demeaning of yourself. Do not put yourself in that position! <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, Ghetto, I'm like, I would vote for him, but at the same time, I just want to slap him on the face, so I want to be like, get yourself together, so <laughs> go to therapy right now. <laughs> um, Yeah, okay, well, Girl of the Year we kind of spoke about already, but I'm going to go ahead and list them out in our remaining time. It's Alpha from Eminence and Shadow, Rico from Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, Beatrix from Zom 100, Kana from Oshinoko, Becky from Spy Family, Delta from Eminence and Shadow, Misuzu from Tomo-chan is a girl, Eiko from Dark Gathering, Mitsuru from Demon Slayer, Akane from Oshinoko, Kero from Tomo-chan is a girl, and Chitose from The Angel Next Door spoils me rotten. Um, my segment is honestly quick. I think aside from the Oshinoko girls, you know, and the Tomochan is a girl girls, you don't really have much options. <laughs> That's my honest No, opinion. I was about to say, I was like, ooh, there's not that many options. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> Wait, I'm curious about the Eminence of Shadow because there's two characters here, Alpha and Delta. Are they just kind of, I mean, you did say Sid carries the show, so maybe supporting characters are not so much. People like those two because they're hot. <laughs> That's my oh, honest okay. opinion. Oh yeah, it's a it's a it's a cute little furry girl and then a blonde elf looking girl. Yeah, yep. those that checks out. Yeah, I just I think they're here because they're hot. I don't think their characters have that much substance. So, <laughs> mm, okay, got it. But yeah, uh, for me, yeah, my votes for this one, I agree. It's the Oshinoko girls and Tomochan is a girl. Girls. If I had to choose for Tomochan, I like, like I said, I like Carol more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd vote for her, just because she was unexpected for me. I, I really didn't expect her. Like I just thought she was just gonna be like that, that popular girl who kind of pops into the friend group and it's like whatever. But yeah, she was, she was like a real friend type of thing, and like mm-hmm. I kind of started shipping her with Misuzu a little bit, like. Cause I, you're not the only one. You are not okay. the only one. <laughs> yeah, because they just have that type of relationship, even though Car- Carol has like a like a fiance or something already which is kind of wild but yeah and either kana or akane here 
I'll have to sort out my votes. But yes. Uh, what about you, Agnes? Who would you choose? Because I feel like you might have a more solid pick on this one, or maybe not. Oh, maybe yeah, you don't care. I mean, uh, considering I don't watch like most of these shows that are featured for the best supporting girl of the year, I have to pick Beatrix from Zom 100. Mm. Um, she's also very enjoyable to me because she's just like this huge ass gaijin weeb who, although has very horrible Japanese, like her accent is really thick. And she's like Westerner, Gaijin. She also knows a shit ton about more Japanese history than the normal population does, which amuses me a lot because that's also me as a Gaijin going to Japan. So <laughs> I have to pick Beatrix on principle. And then the other girls I don't really know as much because I didn't watch their shows and or I know just very tangentially, but I know that we had a conversation about Kana before with James, so I would pick Kana out of that conversation. She knows what she wants. That's what Agnes is. <laughs> Hell yeah, of course I know what I want. Yeah, no, I I think I would also, well, I picked, I would have picked Kana from Girl, uh, I don't know, I, I forgot, I already voted, guys, I don't even remember, <laughs> so. Just open up the page and look at your votes, girl. Oh, that's true, I could just do that, okay. <laughs> oh my god, were you not, <laughs> I can't believe you never did that. I have the window, like, literally on my second screen and, like, voting as Agnes, we go. as my roommate can attest, I do lack a lot of common sense. I'm just here for emotional support, so. Um, you know, that is a very good observation. I do agree with that. That's <laughs> um, alrighty then. Well, thank you everyone for uh, listening to us talk about our nominees. We have one more episode about the Anime Trending Awards next week, so um, because the votes will still be open by the time the episodes are released, but in the meantime, if you guys have not voted, please go to antitrends.com slash ATA, and that will essentially bring you to a, a, a selection of all the different polls you can vote for, and make sure you click all of them. It, well, I suggest you guys click all of them so you guys can have a say in all the categories that we have because we do have a lot of categories. Uh, other than that, thank you for uh, listening to us this week and I hope you'll still be with us next time. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.